Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we're going to recap and review Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, a 1996 comedy film starring Sean Wayans and Marlon Wayans. It was written by Sean and Marlon and Phil Bowman, produced by Keenan Ivory Wayans and Eric Gold, and directed by Paris Barclay. The movie, which was a spoof of well-known Black coming-of-age and hood dramas, made $20.1 million on a budget of $3.8 million. The cast included several Black actors and comedians that are considered important or iconic, including Bernie Mac, Vivica Fox, Terry J. Vaughn, Omar Epps, and more. For some, these details would be enough for this movie to be considered a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from... Uh, the right perspective. We'll do a recap, discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janaya Wright. I'm the middle. Hi, and I'm Brittany Wright, and I'm a youngest. And shout out to two of our cousins that are going to be watching this, Mike and Ryan. <laughs> they were looking forward to this podcast for this video. So <laughs> and we've been looking their... forward to it. We've been <laughs> looking forward to it because we have been building uh, toward uh, this. Yes. If you, right? if, if you, if, if once we have a following, Brittany's going to have a hard time. Uh, breaking out of naming each individual. Oh, it's good. <laughs> Cousins always get called out. I'm going, to get, I'm, going to get, I'm going to get a scroll. There's going to be a scroll. Listen, and there's so many. Because even Janai and I were going back through some of our podcasts and we've been missing comments mm-hmm. on some of our YouTube videos. And there were some suggestions and we're doing one of those suggestions. And when we do, I'm going to shout you out, sir. Well, that, that, definitely deserves, that definitely deserves <laughs> yeah yeah and y'all it's so funny but just the the our cousins looking forward to this one we have been building toward this yep. one right yeah. because our whole like we 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 looked at the title of this don't be a menace <laughs> to south central while drinking your juice in the hood and we have been moving this season and last season through watching the movies that are named in this title. And so this, the title definitely is referencing Menace to Society, South Central, okay, Juice, and Boys in the Hood. Those are explicitly (laughs) named in there and we've seen all of those. And so we were ready to, (laughs) we felt like we were ready to to watch this movie. (laughs) But there are other movies that are referenced in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so, and I didn't realize I that until we're now learning. watching it. And I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah I, I have forgotten, but it's, it's higher learning, poetic justice and, um, dead presidents, dead presidents. Yep. See, and now I see that. So once again, I'm back in high school. Now but, I'm not getting but I, but I, I take, I take blame for that. Cause I completely forgot. And I, I don't even know how, because the main truck, I mean, the base vehicle in, in the, uh, in the movie is that mail truck and I directly for poetic justice, but, See. but yeah, so th- it was just those three. And, and Wikipedia says that also um, Jungle Fever is referenced. It says that do the right thing, I've New Jack City, Friday. You know, anyway, it's Wikipedia. Who knows who wrote it? You know oh, no, no, I mean, oh, yeah, sure. I, get I, 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 I don't really know what they yeah. do the right thing or 
New Jackson. Friday, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing might be how at the beginning they're panning into the neighborhood. Yeah. And kind of ah. doing that Spike Lee type. Okay, okay, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> zoom in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. make a reference to radio to to, to radio right here. They Rock. do make a reference they to radio, which so I maybe, know, like, yeah. yeah. I, and you know what? It was funny during the movie. I had to pause and go, wait, who is Radio Raheem? I was like, oh, I saw the scene do the right thing. My bad, Spike Lee. Yeah. We need like a whole section for Spike Lee. We Spike really Lee do. deserves like a whole two, three episodes. I'm just, I'm he just, really does. I'm still really a little does. mentally stuck on who is Radio Raheem. Like, no, absolutely. I, I, I feel like I feel like you shouldn't have said that publicly. I feel oh, no, like- I said it. I said it. When I, Janiah Wright, have seen all the Spike Lee when, movies. When when did Do the Right Thing come out? Let's look. Hmm. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we all, go. A lot of our content is... It came that out, movie it, came, it came out, out in 1989. How old she, was I? She likes, she likes to point out how young she was. With her. <laughs> Listen, you, you young for a lot of our content. <laughs> okay. Now, if we had a podcast about music, I would have no excuse. Why? Because my music library starts in 1920. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love everything. What are we supposed to be talking about? The voting symbol. The voting symbol. But I will just, Excellent. I want to make sure, because I have shared this story in prior podcasts, but I want to let y'all know that I have seen Don't Be a Menace before. Right. And I saw it in high school and when i saw it in the theaters with a group of friends i didn't get any of the jokes everyone was laughing and having a grand old time and i didn't get it because i had not seen any of the movies any of the movies that were being referenced in it and so i want to let y'all know i am so disappointed that i watched it again and still had not seen all the movies it's a lot it's a lot Decades later, so still prepared. Yeah, so I'll, I blame I'll, the I'll, both of you because I'll, 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 I'll take no, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. More than more especially because I guess I could have checked the internet because those because de- those definitely you know when she was reading that poem what I saw I was like that and then I remember and that made me think of all of the other because because uh, you know the grandma jumping out and everything but. Of the, of the trash cans so like well and, go ahead, l- go ahead. let the record show even we're gonna have to but we at least to, watch everything in the title we that's what's important that's right that's, that's right. so we could do some addendums next season. yeah we're gonna have to do since, some since, 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 since this is our season finale that's right we could do some right. <laughs> well y'all um aubrey trying to get us back on track yes. you're right We're supposed to be picking a voting symbol right now because we pick a voting symbol specifically for the content we're reviewing. And, um, you know, I I have one to recommend for us. Okay. And I am recommending the mailman. (laughs) Periodically throughout this movie, there is a mailman that will pop up and say, message. And what Keenan he's doing, Keenan Ivory Wayne, and what he's doing is punctuating like the moments where there is a a larger, you know, comment on society that's being made in a really summative way um, by one of the characters, and that is something that is common in hood films. And so I I really appreciated that as a way to um, you know almost celebrate what can you know make one of the the those movies really poignant is just those those, those at the same time statements. they're like 
making fun of it. They're parrying it and like totally. (laughs) And it's also it's also what makes the the spoof itself important because um you know I was kind of uh, just this morning actually just talking over this movie with James and he was like um at the time when this movie came out don't be a menace it was at the same time that all of the hood movies were coming out that were just so hard and hitting on all of the darkness in the in the community and so to have this movie come out and it be by us and it is about spoofing that saying that we can also laugh at ourselves and 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 you know make fun of the fact that this is the part of our storyline that's broken through and so the mailman to me he is that he is the black man saying you know what this is a spoof um because this is our reality but we get to own it this time we're sending you the message. We're putting this in the envelope. We're sending you the message. And, and there's something in that mailman that- <laughs> You're doing you're the hand motion. Were you doing that on purpose? No, that's what dessert. you do when, you, when you're dessert. really boiling it down. That's because that's, that's really, it though. But that's, that's it. That's it. Message, that, that's what it does. <laughs> For our audio audience, what I'm actually doing is I'm just all the tips of my fingers on one hand are together (laughs) as if I'm like really like really smushing like lies and getting to the street. Yes, you're smushing lies, you're honing in on the point. (laughs) It's all, that's what it is. And so that's, that's why I recommend the mailman because the spoof itself is a message about, it's about, about us owning our story and us being able to, to own our truth, hold it in all of its you know, complexity and the laugh at it, you yeah. know, so. And I, I want everyone to know, all of our listeners to know, James is Janai's boyfriend. We know that you hear his name oftentimes on our podcast. <laughs> he is going to have to guest appear at some point. So you all can put a face to a name, okay? <laughs> yeah, I love debriefing these things with him because he's a little older than I am. And so it's like sometimes Aubrey brings a perspective into our podcast for these 90s movies because he he was of age when they came out you know so there's something nice to to talk with somebody who was there you know right, right, right. hey bro did you did you come up with any voting symbols for us i only have to one consider? but i i and Janaya and we're, we're i guess it's the season finale we're, we're bringing everybody up to date on all the things that are going on but Janaya always goes first because she is very, very over-analytical <laughs> with her symbols. And she digs deep for these symbols. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite part of the podcast. But every once in a while, she will hit it. She, You went overly deep, but, I, but you sold me. You sold me. <laughs> I was thinking, I couldn't really think of one. I thought of a leaf because it was no. funny. <laughs> and the reason why I thought of a leaf was because in Boys in the Hood, that was a significant moment where he had to, you know, he made his son bag up the leaves. And like <laughs> anybody who's been in that certain time and learned those kind of lessons off your dad, that was the purpose of that movie. Right. Like, like where I'm putting you with your dad and now you're coming of age or whatever. And they really made fun of that. And, and <laughs> you so know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
They had the leaves just falling. And so the, random. Um, and then it was falling. And at one point, you're like, are they doing this on purpose? Yes. But then the leaf comes in the window and he has to like, <laughs> blow it off. <laughs> off. And so you're so anyway, I was going to think of leaf, but I, I really like the idea of the of the the mailman because not only is it funny, that was a funny part of, of the the movie, but that is the point. The point that summarizes the point. So, so I'm vetoing my own suggestion. <laughs> wow. I'm on board with the uh, above boards. That oh, might you're, be the first. You're showing out for this season finale. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> sis, what you got? And don't say what we all think you're about to say. Don't you say already it. know. No, you better not. And okay, Brittany comes up with her ideas on this. <laughs> We're in, we're in spectrum. Janai thinks too deeply. I think just deep enough, in my opinion. And Brittany comes up with it on the spot. That's what we do. There's no depth. It's just we're just pointing it. out we're pointing out things that were there. Okay, guns. All right, New Year's. You right. have you know what? You know the what, mail truck. You all also right, that's have fine. the mail truck is fine. The hot dog, which I think everyone remembers throughout. I knew about the hot dog before I even seen this movie. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm and... so mad I don't get this mail truck reference. Very disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm Very so and, and, and let me be clear. I've never watched Wedding Justice. I've just seen enough clips or seen it when it was on TV just to see that they were riding around in the truck, which I never questioned because I was like, what's happening here? But I don't really actually plan on watching this movie, so I'll never know. But I guess I have to watch. Oh, it. Gotta, it's oh, got to be on the list. So yeah, those are really what I um I didn't. There wasn't any. There was nothing. Any the the mailman was the only thing that was consistent throughout the entire movie. There are a lot of call outs, but nothing. That was it though. Mm-mm. So that's it. Well, sis, I heard you kind of like getting on board with the mailman. Listen, I'm is on that board. What I heard? I I'm on board. Yes. A mailman. Yes. All right, mailman. Voting symbol so, is, is the it, mailman. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is so. the mailman. And so in order for this movie to be considered a classic, it will have to receive three mailmen at the conclusion of this pod class, podcast. Zero, one, or two, it will not be considered a classic from the right perspective. So wow. let's hop in. Now, you know, we start with a recap because our content is generally old. And so we do a recap at the top. It's full of spoilers. That's your spoiler alert. And, um, you know, we also have people that haven't seen the content that we're reviewing, but they just want to enjoy the podcast. So we do a recap so they'll be able to follow along and and have the main nuggets. And so because this is a a schmush of movies we've seen already, (laughs) except that I haven't seen some, so upset about that. I, I recognize the box break though. You I do know that. I just, I just want to remind you know, I admit I was wrong. I apologize, <laughs> but I'm still being accosted. It's not even. It's not verbally. even directed at you. It's just. It's just like, man, I was so ready to re- to redeem. No, yeah, no, I well, I'll tell you one thing. It wasn't going to add any extra laughs if you would have seen them. So it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> well, one thing is for sure. It's making this recap very brief. 
the fact that he said please. Okay, Boom, so let's do a quick recap. I mean, y'all. it's not like this is so, a good party. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was talking about the eels of <laughs> Ricky was just doing the smush finger again. The yes. <laughs> the eels. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So if we vote, we should do, you know, with oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So if the title didn't give it away immediately when the movie starts, you know it is a spoof because it starts with words on the screen. One out of every 10 black males will be forced to sit through at least one grown up in the hood movie in their lifetime. And then it goes to the second screen. At least one out of five will be shot while watching the movie. <laughs> so, so terrible. If, if you thought it was not a spoof, this is when you give it away. So a young man named Trey, which is actually short for ashtray is sent to the inner city to live with his father so he can learn how to be a man his friends and family are there including his father who is actually younger than him his <laughs> cousin loke dog who picks shoes to match his gun when he's getting dressed in the morning his aunt who makes soups with 40 instead of a chicken broth his grandmother who is foul-mouthed and high all the time and a little violent and two friends, including Crazy Legs, a friend who is in a wheelchair due to street violence, and Preach, who wears kente cloth and dates white women. <laughs> Ashray falls for and accidentally and immediately impregnates a girl named Dashiki that has seven kids, but is planning to leave the hood soon. And she asks Trey to go with her. And one of her baby's father's toothpick, who's a gentleman who's recently been released from prison, whose tattoos are drawn on with a marker and change from day to day. Okay. And, you know, toothpick and his crew find out about um, Ashtray and Dashiki. And so they try to kill Ashtray's whole crew with a drive-by. Ashtray gets shot, but ultimately he and his entire crew are okay. Loke Dog goes on to be a comedian. Crazy Legs becomes a famous ballerina. Preach settles down with a white woman in a trailer. Ashtray and Dashiki get married and live happily ever after, having escaped the hood. So that is that is it. That is literally it. That's literally it. So. It's so crazy because when I got done watching it, I told Janaya, I said your <laughs> review your recap is going to be 30 seconds yeah like it's not going to be long totally, at all totally. it's, no more, it's, it's no more about mapping which of the key tropes they they focused on to make a story arc but yes. let the record show there were there were so many other ways like outside of the ones that i just named to the recap that they were leaning into the tropes of these films yeah. you know they had grandmas at church break dancing you know <laughs> the holy ghost you know they were just, yeah, just they were really a... they were making fun of like these parts of black culture that people try to like you know so i have a question without us in the room i have a question do you feel like because the weigh-ins as a family right and keenan being the spearhead of, of entertainment for them mm-hmm. do you feel like their their movies are like a callback to maybe like the black exploitation type movies at times like do you feel like they're anything like or do you feel like they created their whole own like genre of spoof and black yeah, I, would, I, I, would, I would say that mm. because like when you're when you're I haven't seen many of their 
movies, but like whenever you watch them, they do all have the same feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you could tell when there's some wings at the, you know, helm of this spoof movie. That yeah. They're, And you know, and they, they did, um, and I haven't seen it. We should actually put this on the list, but I'm going to get you sucker is written and produced by Keenan. And that was actually a, a spoof. It's a parody of black exploitation films. Okay. So I've seen that. I've seen, okay. it, but I haven't seen it in like a million years. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that. But, yeah, that definitely needs to be on the list. So that, so that is more so my question. Like, do you think that the I the the Wayans were at the forefront of spoof movies? I'm not mm. saying that there haven't been spoof movies before theirs, but just in the way they did them, how frequently they do them, like, were did they create? like a, a their own genre in a sense like did they do something and make it their own like you know what i mean like are there no yeah there there, there there were or are there are big spoof movies that came out before um the wings but you gotta I'm thinking figure about like all the police academy movies yeah, those yeah, the police academies, the, and then there was the okay. one with the um Blazing the, Saddles. Yeah. The, uh, so okay. I think spoofing was out there. So, so that, but however, it's kind of like soul music has already been around. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when Erica Badu came out with, you know, it was like this neo soul genre. It was like, yeah. It was like, it was, it's still soul, yeah. but it just feels a little different, you know? And I think their subgenre. They mm-hmm. definitely so I think both things could be true. That yes, you know, smooth spook movies obviously were a big thing prior, but also they made their own because when you think about in Living Color and the 90s, the Waynes owned that time frame. I mean, like, I mean, like kid, kid you all, I don't know if you'll remember where you know we got cousins who are supposed to be watching this, so. They they probably the first time in Living Color came on was on an Easter Sunday. I don't know what year it was. Wow! But it was on an Easter Sunday. Look that up. It says mm-hmm. and and you know for Easter Sunday, most times we would go to uh, our our dad's mother's house, Effie Granny's house, and everybody had been talking about this Living Color thing. I forget what year it was, but I know I know it was Easter April Sunday, April fifteenth, nineteen ninety. Yes. It, okay. So, so because we were all there and mm-hmm. watching and living color for the first time in that environment, it was like we were in pain laughing. Yeah. Okay. Like it, it, it was just, and it that's was when of, our families are all together. I mean, that to it's just, it was a special for that to come out is just so beautiful and perfect. It was because I, I I hope Janai, do you? I don't know if you remember. You, you I might don't remember it coming out. I you know like I don't remember that moment. I remember though, in Living Color. I definitely remember. Okay, I, mean, I remember sure, looking sure. forward to it. I'm I remember. Sure, but I remember it. there are sketches from that that I can recall so clearly right now because of how much I loved watching that show. And I'm just saying that day I remember 
specifically. And like our, our wow. uh, you know, Mike, you mentioned it's going to be his older brother, Arnie. I, Arnie and I were the oldest two in the uh, in that part of our family. And I remember and Ryan, who's watching, is a little bit older than you. That's right, but he didn't live. But, but he Ryan, a bit, yeah, he's in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, we could do a whole podcast and talk about those family reunions, but but we the, uh, a whole we yeah, yeah, we, 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 y'all that gracious. would be but hilarious if we but, like recorded yeah. it. So people of our family members, they would love yeah, that. We, yeah, we people might, love we might that because we're but, a reality show. <laughs> no doubt, especially during we those are times, a reality show. Even driving down, but I just remember. <laughs> oh my god! With with with, with, with Arnie, there he was like. They need to change that to an hour. Like I just remember mm-hmm. him saying that because mm-hmm. it was just like thirty minutes of just you know complete laughter. But the reason why I go and into dancing that whole, and music that was the other thing dancing true music. And did you know that uh, Sean was never a DJ for real? Did what you was know he that? out there S- doing? SW what he just played the record. <laughs> <laughs> he was never a DJ, but that's the thing. But you had about to honor DJ Ke- culture. No, like I respect that. The thing about Keenan, Keenan was putting everybody on. Yes, everybody. So it, matter. it was. It was just like, yo, okay, well, um, you the DJ then. You know what I mean? Like go every- on the roof and just but, sit up there and look. But like if if but the point I'm trying to make is is if you watch in Living Color now, though, it's not. There are certain sketches that are still funny to me. You know what I mean? Um, I like the one with the preachers, with the mega pastors, where uh, uh, Damon Wayans and, Damon. and Jim Carrey. And uh, oh, you know what he's like? I was thinking of Damon like, Allen Green. When he's like, I got to speak to the Lord. I got to speak to the Lord and talk. And I the, and the, but what um, about, but bro, so I got to tell you, I have had days where I have just gone online and been mm-hmm. looking at and living color. And for me, those things hold up. I think no, they're like the ones that songs. You, they're classics. They're going to be funny forever. But the, the ones you see on YouTube are still classics. Mm-hmm. But those, okay. that show was on for a long time. Yes, and, and each episode had multiple skits. And so when you, add, and trust me, you all, we're all we're, I'm bringing this all back to Don't Be a Menace. But, but, but <laughs> I know it feels like I'm out of the weeds. But yeah, that's what this is. Like we're talking weeds. about this but, but, genius family. This family, they're geniuses. Five if seasons, you watch, 127 because, episodes. And because wow. of those those main clips that we're talking about, like when Damon Wayans was homing the clown or when Damon Wayans, um, uh, uh, was the educated man in oh, the, uh, Oswald Bates? That's it. <laughs> Oswald Bates. Just you know, that, See, these I are mean, people from our from our lives. These are this is like the like, black community. Like everybody knows that person who talks like that. Yeah. With that yes. same cadence. What about and, Fire and so, Marshall Bill? Y'all? Fire Jim Marshall K- Bill. Wanda. Listen, so, middle so, yes. film, which is like it would be controversial right that, now. That would be so controversial. That was the other thing. Like, like back then. <laughs> You could go hard, like you could go hard and take risks. 
mm-hmm. without worrying about people trying to <laughs> uh-uh. destroy everything you've ever done. Cancel the not, show. What was, the, what was the Kim Wayans character that was a gossip? And she said, hey, like, oh, nobody talk you. about my Miss Bonita. Yeah. <laughs> so stinky, smell like corn chips. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or how they used to scoop music videos. Yes. Um, was it? Mr. I never Ugly ran man. out of songs to sing. Oh, yeah, but yeah, 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 all that the way they did up uh, shopper ranks mr ugly man no all of those are still good but if you go back and watch the show it's not going to hit you the same you know like mm-hmm. like the but it wasn't just those clips that we would thought were funny at the time we thought the whole show was funny mm-hmm. and i just get that same feeling when I was watching um, Don't Be a Menace because I haven't seen this movie for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't laugh once in, in the whole um, movie. Like even a nostalgic like chuckle, it just didn't happen. I mean, there, yeah. were, there, were, there were parts that were, you know, like seeing them go message, you know, like that was, I can't, but the thing is, you got to think, y'all, this is 96. I graduated high school in 96. So this is a year for me. You know, this is, and 96 has some of the best music ever released. It is, mm-hmm. It's my favorite year for music, for real. Like, like 96, just, just all the, there's so many great albums that came out. And so when you got all this stuff coalescing, their comedy style, I, that's why I'm surprised the budget for that movie was only three thousand because the Waynes were. You know, it was three point eight million. Yeah, I mean th- three point eight million. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, I'm surprised because, you know, to everybody was so excited to go see this, and I remember being in the movie, laughing. Yeah, hysterically. I remember that too. People cracking up, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, bro but that, you know that what? makes sense to me that that budget was so low i mean this is an all-black movie all-black cast they're expecting always for anything that we touch the flop so i'm gonna give you 3.8 you're good so then it's like okay we tripled that you're welcome like you know that type of of situation that has to always happen uh, which is stupid, but what it seems and of course we don't know the way ins right but it seems like the way is like okay like I wonder if they, I wonder if they you, did it on their own. Okay. I, I wonder if they that too. Oh. I wonder if they self-funded it because mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I am very interested to have to continue this conversation. I know it's going to be weak, a, a shorter podcast because there's not much to talk about in this um, uh, for this movie. But what I'm curious about because I still haven't decided. Because although I did not laugh, like if I had a kid and I showed them all the hood movies I grew up with, including the ones we missed, you know, Poetic Justice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, I feel like I still would want to show them. You know, I, 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 absolutely. I, you know what? I, I'll say this. Like, I think Wait, I now before you make your point, don't mm-hmm. forget. I just want to say, bro, that's exactly what Mike was saying when I was talking to him and Ryan last night. Mike was like, 
oh, my daughters, I already have all the DVDs ready when they get old <laughs> They're about to watch all the movies. All these my movies. And how can, how can you, how can you complete the set without Don't Be a Menace? I, yeah, I just way. don't, like, if I have, yeah, if I have a wall of hood movies, I just, It'll I always can't. Be there. I it's a part of it, you know, and, and that, and bro, that's when you were talking about, you didn't really laugh out loud. Last night I texted Brittany or maybe we were talking Brit and I was like, you know, it was not ha ha funny, but it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I was um, able to appreciate the humor, you know, it was right. like, it was like, wow, that was a good take on that, you know? So it was more like respect. It was like right, respect right, right, for right, the right, comedy right, that right, was there, right, right. you know. And right. I know, like at the time, the thing about it, and this is something else that James pointed out. James pointed out that like this this spoof came out while the movies were still yes, while wow. you so, know, yes. And so it was one of those things where he, you you were making fun of the things we're talking about right now, right. and so I'm sure that made it funnier in the moment because somebody was still having a fresh laugh about something that happened in a movie, you know? And also, um, you know, one of the other things that um, James was talking about was like, he was saying at the time, it felt like a release valve because all of the content that was coming out was like, okay, here are the 10 really unfortunate things about what's happening in our community. Let's just keep having movies about these couple things. And then it was black creators saying, okay, now we're making fun of ourselves. And so I think that was also, it was that kind of cathartic laugh. I think also probably at the time. Definitely. So, as I'm and, watching the, it, and the other thing is, is the stuff that was happening in the hood movies was still going on. It was still so, going so, on. So it was like a release valve, not just from the movies, but just, Life. from everything from everything and i could see that watching it now i didn't laugh out loud but i smiled and you know i'm i'm studying comedy writing right now and i i'm a student of sketch you know and so i see i see the 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 that it was well done that's what i was watching i was watching i could respect the humor you know sis did you laugh out loud at all while watching it i laughed out loud one time mm. And I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Oh, wait, no. Maybe it was the scene where the woman, and I feel so bad, I can't, Terry J. Vaughn, where she turned into the demon when they were having sex inside the mail truck. I think maybe, but that's because Marlon Wayans, anytime he does that scream, I don't care if it was on their show, The Wayans <laughs> Brothers, any movie. It's just like, how do you get your voice to do this pitch? What is happening here? So anytime I, in his little skinny body, like he, they, they play into just his little frame. Yeah, he's a good physical comedian. He's so sure. good at it. And so yeah, yeah, I just yeah, appreciate, I think that that was the time that I actually laughed out loud, him screaming and trying to run away because this is the same person in the same movie at the beginning where he pulled out his gun to get a girl's telephone number. Mm-hmm. But, but that same woman pulled out a gun. That's brilliant writing. That is because it's, brilliant. it's like you can, it, it made it able to laugh at that situation the way they mm-hmm. did it. And I'm going to tell you, 
if I was talking to somebody, like if I was talking to my high school friends, we would be laughing about that in retrospect more than I was, you know, I didn't laugh when I was watching it. But like, if we were talking about like, yo, remember when he pulled out the gun? Yes. It was like, you know, break, or, or I'm gonna tell you another one that was cemented in my memory was when, um, when Ashtray punched his grandmother. Like that was unexpected. It's fine, man. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Or that part and that was Ashtray... That one got a big, a big, a big laugh. Mm-hmm. The part where Ashtray comes in to Daishiki's house where she's packing up and he's imitating Cuba Gooding Jr. After, I can't remember who get it. I think it's after what's his name gets shot. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, Punching the air and me along. No, it was it was it was after they got pulled over by them cops. It was okay. Yeah. And so he's much like, anger. He didn't know where so to put angry. it. Yeah. And he was like punching the air and like Nia Long consoled him by having sex with him. And so I was so that watching this part where he comes into this house and he's punching the air and he's punching the kids. And I was just like, Y'all are the worst. It's, Why are you the worst? Listen, listen, and then, and then she says, part, What are you doing? And he's like, Trying to get a Soul Train Award. I'm the best actor at the Soul Train Award. I, I didn't want to cut off. I thought that was really where Rudy was going. No, so I didn't want to cut off. But I'm just saying, that was one of the parts that was like, I watched it now and I'm like, But at the time, because first of all, if you remember in Boys in the Hood, he was sniffing at her a little bit it was a little weird and it was just one of those subtle things that he kept and then she was like what are you doing <laughs> you know <laughs> and it was just a callback that you know you it was really hit the nail on the head at the time yes yeah and then when he just started and he was like trying to win best actor at the soul trade awards it just nailed it and it was funny because like yo i, I didn't laugh but it's like i remember that being a you know that was a moment you know what Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. like that was a moment so yeah even with um the father being younger than ashtray Mm -hmm. i think that was a call to to some of the characters in these actual movies being around the same age they yeah. were like 10 and 15 years apart. They yeah, like, actually you know, found I some never, trivia. I, I found some even, trivia about that. So Cuba Gooding Jr. That, that Cuba Gooding a, Jr. is only seven love. years younger than Lawrence Fishburne, who played his father <laughs> in Boys in the Hood in 1991. It's like, it's, it's like, a game. I never thought about that. I, I wonder if that's what, because I always thought they were just making fun of the trope that, you know what I'm saying? The like fathers young. are so young. But like, I think that might have been intentional. Like, like the it fact was. that you got these two <laughs> actors. I wonder. I wonder. You know, boys raising boys, girls yeah, raising girls. That I remember that being in our youth, what they were saying about was was a problem. So yeah, you know, it was it was what so it might have been like a double. It's probably both. And I, the, uh, when he pulled out the uh the nuclear missile in the back of the truck. That was another funny moment. That was, but it was funny, but it was also a problem. <laughs> it, was, it was also again the brilliance of the writing because it's really about why are these kinds of guns out? Why are these weapons Listen, out in the community? They're in the so community. So the guys in the dro- in the car had a rocket launcher, and then and then <laughs> you know, Lope Dog had an actual atomic bomb. 
And it was, but it was, it's like, it was, and again, I didn't laugh out loud, but it was like, I was able to observe like how well written that was, you know, to really make fun of what was at the heart of the problem that, you know, that was being surfaced in those movies. And it's deep because it's like they're going to different levels of I'm willing to destroy us all. I'm willing to destroy us all for our Viv- cost of nuclear holocaust up in here. Vivica Fox character in the it's beginning of the one. movie when she goes to drop Ashtray off at his at his dad's house, who's younger than him. Um, she he says, um, he says, Mom, will I see you again? She said, no, now you know they don't have any black female, um, what is it? Any Positive black, images of black women in, in, in any of these movies. And I was like, ooh, thank you, Wayans. <laughs> thank you, Wayans. And that was, and that was a, you know, that was at her height too, you know what I mean? Like, like so for her to be doing that mm-hmm. cameo. And I also mm-hmm. thought it was cool that the guy, I didn't, Janelle might have this, the guy that they ended up beating up was the same guy that they beat up in Menace to Society. Oh no, I didn't get that. What, what's his name? The um, the one that they beat him so that he was flat like a pancake. Yeah, it's the, it's the same guy. <laughs> oh, he so, got, so he. Oh, so that's right, right. His, that was his. Yeah, he played that himself. Was the brother? I forgot or, about that. I know him from a uh, Major Pain. Wasn't he in Major Pain? No. Uh, uh-uh, uh, he wasn't in Major Pain. Okay, major he pain. was in Players Club. I feel bad for him. I feel like What's every black name, movie, though? he's always like a thug. Like he's he's always angry. And I'm he, like, he, he, he plays someone nice. Cast. He's so typecast. And I'm like, but I bet he's really nice. <laughs> but it's funny that he was able to make fun of himself. It was funny seeing Omar Epps in this movie making fun of himself. Yo, and that was, the, and that was <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Yeah. That was dope too. And it was like the whole feel, because I'm going to tell you, higher learning is, is one of, that's, well, from what I remember, that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? Like, just there was a lot going on in the setting of the movie. It was a hood movie, but it was in college. And then that, that was different. You know what I'm saying? But like, he had on the same outfit that he had on <laughs> in Higher Learning. And, yeah. and the, it's killing me. I don't know that ball guy's name. I you know, to... I don't have enough information to like I can't you're, you're ta- I'll pull him up or maybe give me one where he's a main character he's in Players Club he's the brother that raised yes! Yes! Uh, yes! Monica yes! Calhoun's character okay uh, I'm pulling him up that needs to be on the list yeah take her to the car why do I know that song no one asked. don't ask <laughs> well you know that is another thing that but if you can find him I feel like he deserves a shout out yeah he does because he's so good Brittany okay, is, be- more better, is better equipped to find him you know that that was another thing that was is about making this movie it's us it was like a taking back of power, you know? And when I think about it like that, like we can laugh at ourselves. We, we, we live in this truth enough that we can find humor in it. The actors themselves um, spoofing themselves. To me, there's no better way to take back the power, you know? Cause you always hear actors in Hollywood, black actors talking about how, um, you know, the options that are available in many cases. His are- name is Samuel Caffeine Miliano Monroe Jr. Okay, okay well, there's a lot of names. Yeah, several names. names there. That's him, right? That's what you're talking about, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of stuff, but he has been typecast. He's very talented. He's and Leonette Scott spoofs her character from Boys in the Hood in 1991. I so think it, who? Leonette Scott. Which and one was then, that? I think she was the one that was in the party. Hold on. And Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The all uh, hood, the hood shit. Yes, in the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, then, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I didn't know this for a fact, but it seems like the crackhead was the crackhead from Menace. Hmm. But I don't know. The, well, Toshi uh, Toshi Toda, who played the Asian shopkeeper in Don't Be a Menace, also played the shopkeeper in the beginning of Menace to Society. So that was the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. But it's just to me, there's something so wonderful to kind of say, you all were boxing us into these parts and now we're choosing them and we're making fun of that box, you know? Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily, I'm not saying like the industry was the creator of the hood films. I'm saying the gatekeepers, these are the films they were allowing through. These are the messages that they just were, were enabling to be out there when we know that there was, I'm sure, creators of the time That's not trying the to totality. get a lot and more well-rounded uh, you know, set of stories about the black experience out there. This is so, so much power being taken back by spoofing yourself. It is, it is, but it's also great to have people come in and laugh, but still catch what you're trying to convey mm-hmm. that there is senseless killings in the, in the street. That's right. A lot of our men are dying at young ages at the hands of each other. Um, we are having these business owners that are like, so that scene where Lope Dog and Ashtray go shopping at the store, a white man comes in who is the man that we find out. And he is literally like robbing the store, putting a ton of things inside of a garbage bag. And they're not watching him at all. They're paying him at all. They're telling them to hurry up and buy stuff. And so he has literally come in, robbed the store, come, comes back in and kills the owners and gives and throws the gun at Marlon Wayans so his fingerprints can be on the gun. And then it like, he has a list, just like the man that kills Omar Epps in the movie. And it's like a list to kill. And it's like Loke Dog and he scratches it off. Yeah, it turns out like, people that are going man. to jail. He's the that's man. The, he's that's the man. for the radio Raheem. Hit, no, that yeah. list that list had Tyson, Michael Jackson, OJ, Tupac, and Lope Dog. Yes. Oh, the, uh, the snipers list had. And then the snipers yeah. list, his list said at the top, brothers who are trying to make it out the hood. And it was Ricky, <laughs> Kane, Radio Rahim, and Malik. And then he so X's rude. off Malik. <laughs> it's so rude. It's and so rude. To say, but that's such a smart three, way to do it, to actually have the white man doing the thing that the larger system is perpetuating mm-hmm. again it's that smart and comedy those, and, they, and, they, and they picked the most tragic deaths in hood movies you know what i mean like mm-hmm. ricky radio right those are like it's those like, are the worst ones they're so terrible and when she when ashtray and dashi get done having sex Within seconds, that she is like, I'm pregnant. And it's like, what? what? And he said, already? 
She's gonna have seven kids. I think I know. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the fact when that she, she, is... she poured, I didn't like the whole scene, but when she poured Kool-Aid I was like, I felt like they could have stopped it there. It was yeah, so like, like, I felt like they could have stopped it there. Like, but see, that's classic Wayne. They always take it a little too far. But little I think too... they do it on purpose. Like, let's but just you know, keep going. I know in, in my observation, like th- that humor that takes things a little too far. I feel like that is what it's, it even happens when you're watching an episode of SNL. It's like, they got the bit. We saw what was funny, but then they just take it a step too far sometimes. And it's like all of the Adam Sandler movies, anything that's happy Madison, there's at least one moment where somebody's throwing up excessively. And it's like, yeah. do we need vomit <laughs> in every movie? In every movie, right? You know, so there's just that, what is it about like this? Like that, that just taking it a little too far for the people who kind of like do like the spoofing and the sketching. That's somebody else we need to make sure we have on the list. I I'm, think I'm a, we need some. We need some Adam Sandler movies. Totally. I um, I I'm gonna tell you another thing that kind of bothered me was the Def Jam sequence. Mm. Or not another thing, but I'll say one thing that bothered me was it just came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> like there was no lead up. It didn't even make sense based on. I even rewind it. Because they were talking about dreams. Yeah. And it would have made sense. But he was saying he didn't have a dream. Well, that I thought, see, I understood that because it was basically saying that it's cool to act like you have no dream. And so Tone Loke was saying out loud, no, I don't have any dream. I'm going to be shiftless Loke just like dog, you. Loke, Loke dog, dog. Sorry, don't Loke get dog. it mixed up with the deep raspy rapper. <laughs> Loke dog. Loke dog is like, um, he was saying out loud to a someone who would be a mentor in the, the life of being shiftless. And he was saying, no, I don't have any dreams. Mm-mm. But meanwhile, we then get a flash to his dream, which is to be a comedian. Yeah, and this and it shows. So that's why they did it right there. Janaya, death comedy jam. You save that. You save that scene for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's what they're always saying. So cool. Like being cool to say, I have no dreams. He was saying, I don't have a dream, but he actually. Now I feel silly for missing that. Well, like yes, that makes perfect sense <laughs> well there was a lot of silly to catch in that movie you know and i feel like would i watch it again i mean the thing to me well i have to now because i didn't see all the movies but i one of the things that i like if you actually just took a pen and paper and you tried to write down every single thing that they just very smartly touched on you if the list would be huge because they were just they were it was just so such a smart way to weave so many genius together just you know the other character that i Brittany, you started to talk about the grandma you know i didn't appreciate the grandma character at first because i just thought that well, well, first of all, they were very explicit. When when Ashtray walks into his his cousin's house, they say, <laughs> yeah, you know, Loke Dog is from three generations of just like problematic behaviors or something. And so you, they were showing like the generational brokenness and the generational, you know, exacerbation of like mm-hmm. these, these issues playing out. And so they needed to show the grandma but I just thought the way that they went with her, where it was like, she was so violent. She's telling her grandson, punch me, her nephew, her grandson, punch me, punch me. She's out in the street in a car that like does the hopping up and down, 
you know, hydraulics, you know, and then she's like got the respect of all the gangsters on the streets. I didn't, I didn't. And then she hops out at the end and is like uh, shooting people with a rifle. I didn't appreciate it, but then I thought about it a little bit more. And I realized that what they were trying to, I think really show there is that if you accept a truth and if you're writing a character and you accept a truth for a character, you're constantly having to ask yourself, if this particular truth is true for this character, what else would be true? And so when I sat back to realize they had created a really consistent character, I could respect grandma. So anyway, it was one of the moment of like, okay, I respect your writing. I, think I don't think this is funny, but I respect your writing. I think definitely it's, it's interesting to give it, give it that spin. Um, but I also thought that it was just a juxtaposition thing that mm -hmm. you just, it was just funny on the surface level of having this little old lady do all these of this, things. these things. Yeah. And, um, and also with us growing up in church, like you, the, like they put it to the extreme, the dance battle. <laughs> they did that in a living color too, didn't they? Where they did like the shouting. So. I don't think so. Okay. No, there, the, but they did like the shouting dance battle. And I'm just saying, if you grew up in a black church, it's not explicit like that, but <laughs> something is going on. Like totally. when they start and they coming out, their signature like, it's like when, when people start catching it. But other people, like, <laughs> yeah, the Holy Ghost only comes when that music starts playing, and then everybody's got it. And I'm just saying, yeah, the, the little old ladies all had their thing. Like I'm not, but like we could we could think of some of the things right now. Totally. That, that would happen. You know? Me and my my girlfriend Cherie from growing up in church, we actually had named all of the shouts in the church. <laughs> and we had, you know what, y'all? I feel like I put it in a scrapbook. It was like two pages in a journal. And we, I'm not going to say their names. <laughs> we had named favorite. people like, actually, I'm if I saying, just say this one, you guys will know who I'm talking about. It was mm -mm, airlines. Because she would fly around with her this the church with her arms straight out. Anyway, we had named each of them because they each had their that. signature. They had their signature. They Listen, had their signature that spirit gonna hit you different I, every look, time. Look, look, but see, look, I didn't think I, 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 I have to go there. I didn't. We won't say. I won't say. But I, I, I want to say mine. My favorite one was the lady who would run around with the uh, prayer cloth on her face. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Listen, mine was the Doing one a hippie dance where he would scream and kick his leg forward. And I was oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I said, that brother would what get up the aisle and yeah. too hot. And too I'm like, hot, you, you up are, the aisle. You are, listen, you're calling, you oh. are an Olympian. Did right. you know that? Right. So I'm just saying I, that was funny. That, you know, that was. I didn't think. What, what were you saying, Bert? I didn't think you were going there when you were talking. I was like, oh. I didn't think he was about to say that. I thought that you were about to say, like, we grew up in church and we had two, you know, little, like, sweet grandmas. Like, you know, like, I'm, you know, one grandma, I think she might have had a pass. But I think, <laughs> but the, but I did for in 
all intents and purposes, we had, you know, sweet grandmas that were like church ladies. Our our father's mom, when we used to stay tonight, I don't know, Janelle remembers this, but like Granny used to be praying for like an hour before she would go to sleep for everyone by name. And so to have you would you would call every granny a church lady? She used to go to church on Easter. <laughs> she wasn't a church lady, but she was I a Southern Belle. I would say that. Okay, I would say that. I would say that. More I would of give a, her a little. I would give her. She was eighty percent Southern Belle. But when she know. she was, they start going to church consistently. When uh, yeah, when she started um, in life. So anyway, but the <laughs> but she would always pray. So I just say that to say that they were just sweet, stereotypical grandmas. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I thought that you were going to say that that was something, that type of grandma we didn't see. We didn't see that grandma growing up. Oh, no, I saw that grandma. Oh, but, I, saw that, I saw that grandma. Because, like, those, those gangster old ladies. Cause, cause, right. You know, well, I'm they, talking about in our family. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no right. Yeah, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah. But those types of women those yeah. types of grandmas they absolutely exist and it was like of course this I can was think a, of three a, right a, now there, of course yeah. this was a trope right yeah. so it was way worse you know grandma's jumping out of trash right right right, right but right. <laughs> now with of course social media you have these type of grandmas being recorded now and you're seeing these types of things and then you have people like a tyler perry who have People are like, oh, Madea is just so crazy. It's like, no, most people, many people are like, Madea is my grandma. Yeah, that's like that is my great grandma. Totally. Like, like (laughs) so to see her doing that, it's like, while it is, of course, extra, which that movie is supposed to be extra, it is like it's not far-fetched. These people actually exist. And then (laughs) it's like the okay, if you mess up with my grandbaby, you mess up with me. Because who was I listening to? Um, Jamie Foxx. I think it was Jamie Foxx and he was describing his grandmother. Was it Jamie Foxx? No, I can't remember. But it was it says a black male comedian. He was describing coming to his grandma and being like sad and like saying someone was messing with me. He said like this grandma put on her um her move move and something as they were walking down the street was swinging in her pocket and he did not know what that was. And she pulled out the gun when they got to the house, like, this is my grandbaby, leave my grandbaby alone. Like this is like these types of grandmas, they are out here and mm-hmm. they are in the streets. And so well, well talk, talking about grandma is a perfect opportunity for me to just name out a couple of the things in the movie that were just again these very extreme little things i'm just going to list out a couple that appear in my notes which are like um they had cereal in the cousin's house that where this grandma lived and the, <laughs> and the mom was making soup out of 40 she was pouring a 40 in the you want some soup baby um they had cereal in the cabinet called tricks and wheaties <laughs> okay outside the house there was a wreath on the door that was made of grenades okay so terrible um the character loke dog he, his hair he had condoms hanging out of it he had it would change, a, a every, scene. It would change every scene it would change you he know. had a bag of weed hanging one time 
And the um dashiki And I did not notice his tattoo change. If you would have never said that, sis, I would not even oh, have one. But at first it was a little attention. flower, right? Toothpick. First it was yes. a flower. Then it was a peace sign. And when he <laughs> that's because right, it came the, off on the windshield. It he, came he, off the windshield of the police car. The kids. The kids. Um, Dashiki seven kids when she was like oh this is a nice man what do you say to a nice man when you meet him <laughs> are you my daddy and they were all all the kids were the same age all the different same races. age in different races <laughs> and then they the 40s 40s were everywhere in this movie 40s everywhere. were like everywhere you, you could not go two like seconds without nasty. showing a 40 and they were called first to die that was what the 40 <laughs> company was called you know um so anyway, there were just so many things where it's like, you know, oh, oh, and then um, Ashtray goes for a driver's test and his driver examiner, um, you know, does a, um, robs a bank yes. and turns, <laughs> turns Ashtray now into a getaway driver, unbeknownst to him, <laughs> unbeknownst, unbeknownst to him, he's now a getaway driver. So they just, they, it was jam packed with all of these little things that Again, it was just smart writing because in the moment you're not feeling like, oh, here they go again doing another one. But my, but they're doing it every second. Every single mm-hmm. thing is poking fun. They didn't miss any opportunity. Mm-mm, so it was a lot, true. but it didn't overwhelm you. That's and the, that's the part, where the good writing is. <laughs> the part where they were getting the guns ready when they were about to do the drive-by, they were showing them with like super soakers. They were showing yeah, yeah. all this stuff. And I was just like, they had a business called stuff? Deep Fried Chicken and Oil, <laughs> an oil change. It was called Rufus's Deep so Fried Chicken and terrible. Oil Change. It was so you terrible. Know? And the police just came over to bother them for no reason. And that one police officer that hated black people, he was like, I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. (laughs) That was pretty bad. Do do you remember the scene he was was mimicking? Yes, yes, I do. And I'm just saying, it's just interesting. I think it speaks to the writing that... Wait, wait, y'all. Before you move past that, wait, what scene was that? Help me remember. It It was the scene in Boys in the Hood that sent him to go in and start where the black crazy. cop is being really the hard black on cop. okay yeah. okay because i was like okay 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 i forgot about that i forgot about that okay but i'm just saying it's i think janai that you're making a point in that the writing the the way everything was acted out was very 96 but as we're talking about in the retrospect it's like the concepts, though, are still solid. Mm-hmm. So the type of comedy might not hit you the same way, but we're sitting here talking about things and laughing out loud about stuff we didn't laugh out loud about while we were watching it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like a good point. that probably speaks to the writing and, and you know, always how smart the, the comedy okay. is. Okay, I have the, to throw the, out the, a couple more from my list. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, when he, when, when, um, ashtray goes to jail and there is a you know dashiki wearing guy in the jail with him which you think is going to be a mentor yes and he's like (laughs) he's more like an oswald bates because he's like um you know one fish two fish red fish blue fish but but the funny thing is i never got that one because i hadn't seen south central until we watched it oh okay that was one part that i thought they were i didn't know they were specifically references something but if you remember that's how 
conversation started. Yes. If you hit a man, you can heal. But and but, it started out sound, and then it just but then it just went away. Went left. That's right. And he was cooking bacon on a hot plate. He was a Muslim. <laughs> you want some more? Let me And then he, they, were playing so a, they were playing. They were playing a board game, which was um, a black version of Monopoly, and. <laughs> And they landed on one and they're like, okay, so, you know, you want to put these properties in this neighborhood. And they're like, you know, you can only put, you know, bars and in this neighborhood. Cash in and liquor stores. Yes, yes. And then they were like, they landed on another one. And it was like, okay, so you get arrested. And then there's a racially biased verdict. Again, it was, it was so just like, good. These, but it's, it's not slapping you in the face, but it was constant. So to have yep. that constant hitting on things without it feeling like, oh, here they go again. That's that good writing. It's such good writing. And, and I it's just also go on, but something... that's what all the notes are just, it's like, it's like funny little take after funny you little take. It. Yeah. Then they, one thing they did do, how they left them all was like a happy story at the end, even though these happy stories were ridiculous, <laughs> they still <laughs> left them with happy stories at the end of the movie. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I appreciate that they did do that part. That but something Malik, worked Malik out. Malik didn't make it though. Malik. <laughs> Malik didn't make one. Malik didn't make it. Yeah. And it was so messed up how they shot him to I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the pastor at the front of the church? Like women, when you get hot and bothered, call exactly. me. Don't ask questions. Call Don't ask. me. No questions. <laughs> It's like it, it is funny though because, like again, growing up in church, once you have that cadence going, it really doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you say. Yes, totally. Also, the, anything to get the service going and uh, moving quicker. Yeah, please. And wait, when they were they were about service. to jump somebody Nothing. into a game, and they did they did oh they were doing step practice. they did double dutch. <laughs> To jump somebody into the game. They were like, are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) You're going to get jumped in? And then he has to do double dutch. It was so, that was so And you know, at the time, you don't know which direction they're going to take it. Mm -mm. Like, are they going to do another overbeating? Are they going to, you know, like, what are they going to do? But then they, if you list the 10 things, you wouldn't put double dutch. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. might even put hopscotch. Mm -mm. But you would have put... Uh, and the uh, fact that they were all doing the beat in the background, I was like, what? <laughs> and Marlon Wayans claimed that his brother, producer Keenan Ivory Wayans, made him and Sean Wayans rewrite the script over and over to the point of being driven to tears. They reportedly did 27 drafts of the script before wow. shooting began. Wow. And so this is not, you know, we sat down and came up with this. This was like a perfecting process. And I think we get to see the results in the, again, the really smart writing. All right. Well, I, just, I, I think that's a good, uh, that was so good. I, I mm-hmm. think that's a good wrap up point. It is. Wrap point. Right. So, oh, can I add one thing? Mm-hmm. The, that song at the end, that's uh, what we're talking about the end. Mm-hmm. That's because you know how now songs, as soon as the song is released, like everybody has it and all that, but Back then, when you had to wait for a CD or you had to wait, you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of times the soundtrack didn't or come out. Or recorded off the radio. 
And that song, Winter Wars, Winter Wars, nobody, well, I hadn't heard it and nobody around me had heard it. At that song that they played at the end. And it ended up being one of those classic music moments mm. because Capadonna, is, who's the one, if you listen to the whole song, he raps for like two minutes at the end. And like when you're, when you were rapping back in the day, it would be called getting in the zone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I can only think about like four or five of these records in general. But every once in a while, you can hear the rapper switch to the off the top freestyle. Mm. And he's just so in the zone that they just let him keep going. And it was just like, it was just one of those moments where we were sitting in the theater like, so I'm just saying it just, the whole experience was put a button, you know, it, it put a button on it because they ended it with the dopest song. And mm. like, even to this day, um, Capadonna wasn't even one of the biggest members of the Wu-Tang Clan, but that freestyle is legendary. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just saying, when you're I'm talking- I'm happy that you said that, because I was like, oh, Capadonna's the rapper all by himself. Oh, you what listen to it? Is that a group? Is that a group? I didn't know, I didn't know who you were talking about. <laughs> Maybe was it? I was having right up. No, I'm, I'm so happy that you well, said yeah, Wu Tang. I, I, I thought that was, they were a rapper all by themselves. But they're a part of Wu Tang, which has yeah. 87 members. Right. So he's he's <laughs> he. Um, I think that was his song because mm-hmm. he he was supposed to go last, but I don't think that obviously your verse is not supposed. Your verse is supposed to be 16 bars. It's not supposed to be a whole half a song but this is like 87 but i'm just telling you listening to it right now listen to the song right now because at the end i knew it was coming but i'm saying listening to that song right now i still winter wars performed by ghostface killer capadonna master killer raekwon and you god you you don't have to say you don't have to say their names like that Mm-hmm. You don't have to say the, names like that. No, th- yes, she that's does. That's what, that's what Janaya does. That's what Janaya does. And, and, I, like and what I'm saying is, is all of them were heavy hitters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so for him, that is just mm-hmm. a dope song. And I'm mm-hmm. just saying it really speaks to the time that it wasn't a song that had nothing to do with the, the plot. It was just like, this is a dope song. So, mm-hmm. and they played it a couple times, you know, throughout sure. the movie, but yeah. the music part. But, but anyway, so, so I'm just saying. I'm happy you hit the music, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, I will say that was my call out. I didn't realize this movie had been made in 96. Mm-hmm. I literally thought the movie had been made sooner than that. And what made me go, when was this movie made? Was there was a song in there by Joe. And I was like, I know that, this song. That was another great, was another great I was song. like, wait, what? That was another, <laughs> that's, that song is a great how? song. She, she's talking about, um, Things your, your man, things your man won't do. I want to do yeah. the things your man won't do. Because back then, and, and like that whole, I just I don't you you know I don't even see that anymore. I feel like we were the last generation of romantics, where like you know you would make mixtapes and there was all these songs that like even though that song is horrible, it's also in terms of what he's talking about, to it's also so romantic. <laughs> yeah. 
Make love on a beach of jet black sand. <laughs> Listen. Why is the sand polluted? Is that polluted or is there really black sand? Oh, no, there's, there's, there's black there's, sand. There's, 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 there's black sand. There's black sand. Okay. But I don't want to make love on it. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't. Sand is definitely the worst. I don't. No, thank you. It gets everywhere. <laughs> but I'm saying it sounds sound good in the song. Now, if though. you want to do it, yeah, yeah, I, I don't need the, the idea. If you want to do it, it in a bungalow beside the black <laughs> thing, <laughs> does, it, does it sound good in the song? It sounds amazing. It does. Listen, I was on that black thing with Jeff. Shout out but to you're saying in real life, Do you would know be, any of these other would be songs? A bungalow. Oh, and in real life, we would be at a resort a down the street gotcha, gotcha. from the sand. What about, so, what about it, Renee, more like walk Renee the sand briefly, is then exactly. go get dinner and then, I got you. Love making adjacent <laughs> to the sand. Not on it. No, thank you. <laughs> I will say, I don't remember these songs playing. I don't know if that means, I don't know if that's good or bad, but Joe played the- during the scene where he was about to have sex with Dashiki. Yeah. That's when mm, it started. Okay. Hmm. Don't give up. Performed by Kirk Franklin, Hezekiah Walker, Donna Lawrence, Karen Clark shared. Yeah, that came on during Higher Learning. The Higher when, Learning scene when he was, when Omar Epps. Oh, when my was about he, to get out, but shot. then the man got him. Okay. He got shot, so that's what that came on. Have seen Higher Learning? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of it. No. Hey, Isn't Tyra was, Banks in that movie? We need to put that one. That I'm one. Ashamed. I, do you have a, do you have like a priority list? We yeah, should put that me... one. Like that would, and I'm gonna just tell y'all, get your get your uh get your uh well, we already know what happens to Malik. Okay, I'm putting it at the top of our actually higher learning. It's you already don't on know, here, but I'm you kidding. don't know what happens to Malik. Just so Whoa. You know. all right. But what I'm saying <laughs> is is get your Kleenex ready. That's because I, I was about to say I started actually watching that movie from the beginning the other day. So I'll just that hold off is, and wait it and watch it when we're gonna watch it. It yeah, is. So it could be fresh. That movie is because from what I've heard, because like sis, you know, it's our topic. It deals with race relations mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the things. Well, that's every topic. That's every, every topic. topic. Every topic. Okay. We were doing so good. No, nope, let's wrap up. <laughs> let's wrap up. So anyway, so again, I feel my fingers going back into the squad. No, no, let's go to the voting. <laughs> Mrs. Oswald Bates. <laughs> Let's go. Miss Oswalda. Does this movie get <laughs> your nail man? Bro, it's dead air while you're pondering. I'm sorry. Listen, I want everybody <laughs> to know that wasn't you don't have to fill it with no, me. No, no, that, wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't dead air. It was a dramatic pause. No, it, it was dead air, but I was really it was thinking. dead air. But was I, I but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, no, you're, you're, you're I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yes, I'm gonna give him my mail. Man. I'm gonna give him my mail. And I know, like, I didn't, I'm just telling y'all, because, like, there were a couple of jokes about in our sibling text thread where it's like, you know, what y'all said, I, I had to watch it in three parts. I you know, that. like, like, so, and I get that too, but I, I, I just feel like. I don't know. I just feel like it was a, it was good writing at the end of the day. And even though the comedy tropes might not stick up, it just earned its place mm-hmm. in the list of movies. Mm-hmm. It's just is of classical movies. So I, I'm gonna give it mine. Yeah, my, uh, yeah. You know, and and bro, I understand. Message. 
I understand your your extended dramatic pause on this because I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Too. But I understand it, it could have been two seconds shorter. But I understand it, bro, because this one's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Because, um, you know, would I watch it again? I mean, I I feel I need to watch it again. You know, for the reasons we talked about earlier. Um, but let's just say I had seen all the movies that were referenced in it. So I felt like I was able to get a complete viewing. Would I watch it again in that context? You know what, y'all? I think I would. I think I would. I don't think I would go out of my way to watch it. But like if everybody was together, like if we were all, if it was a bunch of people hanging out and they were like, let's throw on Dopey Avengers, you wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed to it because again, as I was watching it, I was definitely texting Aubrey and Brittany like, this is really long. Is this movie 19 hours? Like it was, it felt long to me. And I think it felt long because I wasn't laughing and I expected to laugh. Cause again, all I, all I've ever wanted to do was to get the jokes in that movie. Right. And I felt let down that I wasn't laughing. Um, but I also, I, I, the entire time I was still appreciating the movie. I was respecting it. I totally was. And so for that reason, I'm going to give this movie my mailman. It is, it is not something I think I'll ever actually laugh at. And in fact, this conversation, and when I go and watch it again, I might laugh now because I'll be reflecting on our conversation. conversation. But at the end of the day, that is what the movie I think was trying to do. It was happening in the moment that conversations about these movies were happening. And so it was a part it was, it was creating another layer to the dialogue that was already happening. And I definitely celebrate it for, for, the, for, for pointing out um, the importance of us being able to laugh as, at, these, at these really difficult things as we're holding them as, as truths and things that need to be dealt with. We also can laugh at ourselves. And that's, that's the good and bad of black resilience, you know? So and, 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 that's I think why I think it's the Britney's point that she talked about. I think it was last podcast where this was definitely a movie that was best observed in the hood movie theater in 1996. Sure. Like that, that was the best. True. Like that's, that was that's, that's like where it was vibe. experience to be watched because yeah, yeah. it's a whole thing is an inside joke. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie does get my mailman. Um, because of what it meant to the culture what it does people, mean for the people listening mm-hmm. me and Brittany both just did, did the finger class mm-hmm. 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 yep the uh what it what this, this movie message means to <laughs> that's what it is the message the message that's what, we'll mm-hmm. what the movie means to the culture um yeah. and I also think just because of what the Wayans family means to our culture. Absolutely. Yeah. That's As another whole, good point, Brit. That's, like, a, that's just, another good point, Brit. They, they, they get some extra points. They it's just because they uh, their story alone, being a, a family of like 11 people, nine kids, I think, having situations where they were sleeping all, several to one mattress, like their story is so pivotal and important that I just think about them being these geniuses and having this level of writing and going in and having this desire to say, listen, we know everything is bad in the hood, y'all, but we can still laugh because that is something that has gotten our people 
to be here all of these centuries mm-hmm. on this soil is because we do laugh. Mm-hmm. It is because we do find some joy in something. It is because we do forge forward, even though there's so many things that are trying to hold us back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just appreciate the the depth of that. Um, and 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 so them just pulling out those different portions um and showing that. So yeah, I think just what this movie has meant to the culture and what the weigh-ins have brought to our culture and what they mean to our culture. I could I couldn't see this not being a classic. Like I just that based off of that, even though I wasn't like laughing out the whole movie, I was like this family, what they've done, I just it's a classic. So mm-hmm. definitely gets my mailman. Did y'all one. see the line in the movie? Did y'all catch that line where they were like commenting on Dashiki? And they were like, she got more kids than Mrs. Wayne. Yeah. And they, yep. they did. They did say yep. that. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. say that. And mm-hmm. so I think that that is, that's so important. And, and listen, that I would like, we always like to do. That could be a whole backstory as to that. You play out, wake all them children. What's going on with your life? Uh, all these kids. <laughs> what's, what's I, I, so. I really enjoyed this, this podcast. I, I wasn't expecting us to be able to talk as, as much. I As thought we were it would be, able to, I I it really be our first 30 minute podcast ever because it wasn't going to be much to say. Yeah. What? Lies. So. There you go. Well, there you, go. there you have it, everybody. <laughs> Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood is a classic from the right perspective. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next Wait, time. Wait, we have to say a different kind of goodbye. This is season finale. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yo, season two in the can. Woo-hoo! In the can. <laughs> oh man, so exciting. And we already have all these great ideas for season three, y'all. We're thinking about having um guests on. You've already heard us nod to some of the content that we're planning to get to. So just hang in there with us, folks. Oh, season three kicks off in uh September. Can I say this? Yes. The guy. I don't know if there's any way to work this in, but the guy who played the guy in the wheelchair in Boys in the Hood yes. lives next door to me. What? Yeah, it's so uh, crazy. Oh. It's so crazy. Like yeah. I, I mm-hmm. he's really in a wheelchair. And I, I and I, but anyway. Yeah, um, and you know what? We all need to I, I just hate that I didn't know that what we did. We do like can we get some celebrities like people who were in the I don't know about celeb- celebrity celebrities, but like the celebrity people, in hood film celebrity is celebrity. But yeah, like I do feel like if I known at the time I could have got in. Yeah. Yeah. It was after we finished our series on the wire that a friend that I went to college with was like, oh, I was in that. I was like what? Come on. Anyway, so now yeah. that just just I, I'm just I'm just putting out the field because you don't know what's going to happen. These are teasers. These That's are the point. This point we're trying amazing. to make. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen. Because <laughs> neither do we. Apparently. All right. Well, there it is. <laughs> the end point. of season two <laughs> of the right perspective. I love you, bro and sis. I, I love, love y'all so much. All right, have a great summer, everybody. We'll see you in September. Bye.